what happens when you are born with a stutter? You sing, of course. Thank you for joining me on episode 40 of the Unique on a Purpose podcast, helping you find victory in how God has uniquely created you. I'm your host, Rachel Jenneman, just a regular gal trying to help people know that they are called to be victors in Christ Jesus. And husband, father, and musician, John Tibbs is doing just that. He tours the country, opening up for big name Christian artists such as the Newsboys and Matt Marr. But a little known fact about this artist is that he has a stutter. Take a listen to how John has taken what others see as a disadvantage in life and how he is using it as an advantage. Till the darkest of nights when you call my name You love, you love, always help me If you recognize that song, that is John Tibbs with his Dead Man Walking. If you listen to my radio station locally, you'll hear that quite often. But I have John Tibbs with me today. So, John, thank you for being here. Yes, of course. Traveling all the way to Tennessee. And you're in the Bible Belt, but I feel as though Tennessee's like the belt buckle of the the bible belt you know it's like any anybody who's anybody whether it's in christian music or christian anything that's where they live is tennessee do you feel that way oh yeah i mean definitely the entire like industry hub is here for sure i think i mean no go ahead it's yeah i mean that's how i ended up here was so before living here i was in Indianapolis and I did the trip down like I'm not even joking like a hundred times probably back and forth and got to the point where I was going out on a tour and I was still in the studio mm-hmm. and I was like I'm gonna be gone forever so we yeah. just need to can, pack up and move do down and yeah, so we moved down here at the beginning of 2015, and it's definitely become home for us. So living in Michigan, I always felt cool saying, yeah, Corey Asbury, he's a, a worship leader right here in Michigan. And then he did the same thing, and he moved to Tennessee where everybody else is. So I can't <laughs> even say that anymore. You know, like anybody who's anybody, they just they move. Thank you for, for taking the time. I know you're on tour right now, and you, you've just you recently became a father. You're a husband, recent father, musician. So you have a ton going on. And I just want to throw this out there, creeping on your instagram your wife is adorable that's all i have to say oh like, thank you you married, i agree i mean she's beautiful <laughs> and, i yes and she's also just like i mean i couldn't do this if i didn't have her mm-hmm. in her corner there's i mean so i i i owe her so much that's for sure yeah and what does she do for a living Emily uh, teaches uh, second grade. She teaches. Okay. Well, that like yep. bumped her up another notch, the fact that she's a teacher. <laughs> but we, we actually are not going to talk about your music. I mean, we'll we'll cover a little bit of your music later yeah. on. But actually, I had you on the Unique on Purpose podcast because I met you a couple weeks ago. You opened up for Matt Marr and you shared a little bit with us as an audience about your stutter. And I'm all about taking what we see in the world and even just ourselves in the church, what we see as an advantage or excuse me, what we see as a disadvantage 
and yeah. turning it around to using it as an advantage because I, I feel that though some of us have obstacles in our lives, God wants to use that to glorify him. And growing up with a stutter, I mean, that's an issue. But first, yeah. kind of tell me who you are, John Tibbs. Tell me your story and your Jesus story. Let's go into that first. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. Well, so I am a uh, pastor's kid. Um, so I was born in Kentucky. We moved to Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, when I was about six years old, and I graduated high school there. So I had always been in church, and um, honestly, I accepted Christ when I was about five or so. I was just when I started school, and you know, of course, there have been difficult, you know, difficult seasons, but I still consider that the time I accepted Jesus and started becoming a, a Christian and a follower of him. And I went on to college as a Christian college there outside of Indianapolis called Anderson University. Mm -hmm. um, I always thought I was going to be on staff at a church doing worship. And I, like, as soon as I got out to school, I got hired at a big church there in town and did that part-time throughout college and then transitioned to full-time right out of college. And through that season, I started creating tunes and albums and out of all that came a lot of opportunities to tour and it got to a point where I had to kind of pick and choose. And at the time, Emily and I, we had just gotten married and uh, it was daunting to be honest to, you know, do the whole touring thing full time, but God just continued to open those doors. And so I stepped out in faith and um, that was 2012. Uh, what, sorry, what no, you, 20, 20, 2013. And what, so I started touring full-time back then. What do you mean it was daunting? Like daunting as a as a newlywed or daunting just the idea of touring? What was daunting about it? Oh, all of it. It was... Okay. Um, <laughs> Everything. You know, I mean, yeah, I was like, how do I sing songs and eat? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it was it was this, it was this uh, exciting period that I look back on and I just... I just can't help but just like, man, say thank you, God, for his communication to us. Because it was just like all of these doors that I didn't have any control over kept opening. And so, mm -hmm. yeah. And so that's kind of how I ended up doing the stuff I'm doing mm -hmm. today. And what kind of blows my mind is, okay, so you grow up with a stutter. So what do you do? You sing. I mean, like, that just, just right? kind of seems out the window. But let's go back a little bit as a kid growing up. Yeah. What exactly is a stutter? Or some people call it stammering. What is that? I think we've seen a lot of it on TV, but really haven't met many people with that. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I, guess I don't have an exact definition for you. I would say I talk differently and that... Um, it sounds different than other people. Um, uh, you know, there are a lot of different type of, you know, uh, speech impediments. I, um, I can, I can usually come up on a 
blurred and I'm thinking it, but it takes some time to come out, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What causes so, that? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, I'm, I mean, man, the causes are different for everybody. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, personally, it's a, it's a thing where I am, like, thinking too fast, and the brain is, like, is kind of going too fast, and the... Uh, and all of the things to get the word out can't quite keep up. Hmm. Um, so that's a personal thing, but yeah, there, so that's, 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 that's the interesting thing because there are so many different causes of it. Um, okay. so, cause I, yeah, cause I mean, uh, I've talked to some people and they started stuttering the day that they're, that they're, uh, parents uh divorced mm. and and um you know i didn't ever have any any experiences that i could categorize that so i would say for me personally i first remember going to speech therapy when i was in school mm-hmm. and um at the same time so i always did pretty good at school so i was getting pulled out like in first and second grade to to go do like books and tests and stuff that were being done in in junior high and Mm -hmm. so i i just always assumed it was that type of thing okay (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't have any idea until i got older and i was like oh this is this is a thing (laughs) um uh, (laughs) which is so funny but Mm um you know i i also had this this interesting experience. So, you know, growing up, um, I had two very well-intentioned, helpful parents, and their goal was to help me get to a place where I didn't stutter. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so I had a lot of speech therapy, and they helped me kind of pick up on different different things to do to skip over having a hard time talking. Mm-hmm. That was that was helpful. I think that was helpful as a kid. Um, and I say I think is just because that was the only experience I had. So got it. Um, but I remember when I, I guess, growing up, then it was something where the people closest to me had understood it. But I think I kept a, like a lot of people at at at, at a distance mm. because it was a personal thing that I that I just didn't really have the tools to to like understand it and to cope with it and I remember I was on a 60 date tour opening for Audio Adrenaline and the Ooze Boys and you know it's these really big concerts mm-hmm. where you're being introduced to all these different people behind the scenes day in and day out and your personal interaction. And I I just remember thinking like, I can't keep doing this. Like I cannot keep this up where I'm just trying to hide it basically. Mm. And I was really afraid um, that I would open up about it and that I would, you know, just be, I guess who I am and talk how I talk. 
and that that was going to be the only identifying thing people would ever hear of me. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's actually been like the opposite. It's not been that way at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a super helpful thing because it ha- kind of helps people like un- un- understand like, Oh, this is, this is, this is the thing that's going on mm-hmm. so that like we can establish that and we can kind of get, get past it. And, you know, at the same time too, you know, it's been, um, it's been an opportunity on and off stage to encourage people. Cause I do believe that we don't have like all, all, all of us don't have like speech issues or other things such as that, mm-hmm. but like all of us have struggles and all of us have things that we don't enjoy. Um, and, uh, it's been an opportunity to encourage people. Cause you know, the thing I say is like, you know, scripture says that in our weakness, his power is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I've had to literally cling to that, mm-hmm. um, for seasons, you know, mm-hmm. as a kid, I prayed every evening that God would take this from me. And the fact that I now, yeah, talk to strangers all the time and, and am open about it, uh, is a complete turnaround. And in some aspects, I'm thankful for it today because it's really taught me, I think, the character of God. I've learned so much about the connection to him and his kindness and his and his friendship. And it helps me understand that, like, um, I don't have to fit a certain box to be accepted. Mm. And I don't have to to be this, like, perfect caricature um to to be cared for and so um there's been a lot of joy that's come come out of having a speech impediment do you feel i mean you said that it happens because your mind is just moving so much faster than what's coming out of your mouth. But do you feel that it also happens when you're nervous? Because all I can think when you said you're opening up for the newsboys and audio dread and these huge bands, I would be so nervous just to talk to them like, hey, I'm opening for you. That's it. I'm, never, I'm, not, I'm not saying another word. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, was that meeting all of these these people that you're opening up for? Does that make you even more nervous to talk? Well, um, I, I get asked that a lot, and I can't quite say that it does. Being anxious, you know, doesn't doesn't cause speech impediment to increase or mm. it, anything like that. Now, I can say that, like, on tours, it's a little bit harder because something that does cause my speech to get worse is if I'm – is if I am uh, – tired oh and so just touring itself is pretty difficult in that department Mm -hmm. you know because you're on planes and hotels and just different hours and all that stuff and so that that can be harder but just but just when it comes to you know being anxious or apprehensive that Mm -hmm. that doesn't directly um, cost to increase personally again i have talked to other people that that is their experience but okay 
Okay, so it really kind of just depends on the person. When you were growing up, how did it affect you as a child? Did you kind of hold back as a child and not develop certain relationships, or did you just have enough people around you that accepted you? I mean, what was that like? So I um, I definitely kind of kept people at a distance, Mm -hmm. but I have always been like a very type A, goal-oriented child. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think I really try to excel in spite of it. And I try to prove how talented I am and how good I am kind of like out of that place. Like I have something to prove, if Mm, that makes sense. Okay. And I have spent a lot of time as an adult unpacking that and trying to trying to you know process it like who i am isn't defined by the things that i do either mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right <laughs> and uh so yeah you know i think a lot of us handle things differently and that's how i did and that's mm-hmm. how i and so like i was like an all-star athlete i did great in school you know like i started doing gigs in like high school and all of that stuff and i think all like like, I think that internal push to do those things at such an early age, especially, mm-hmm. kind of came from that place of, like, having something to prove. As unhealthy as that is, that's that's just kind of the truth of it. Right, but, I, but that's really good because you were almost trying to do all, you were trying to excel in certain areas so you didn't identify necessarily with the kid that has the stutter, but now as an adult, you have to look at that and go, well, that's not my identity either. My identity is not the star athlete and the worship leader and and the the starring musician touring the country. Like my identity is in Jesus. And when did you get to, I guess, when did, when was the breaking point for you in that? Or when was the aha moment of, oh, I can't identify over here and over here. My identity is I'm a son of God. Yeah, I am I mean, it, it has been something I've experienced over and over and over again, that breaking point. Because, you know, I think um, I, I think that identity issue for me is something that like I'll handle in a certain department, but then it'll end up popping up in a different <laughs> department and I don't understand it yeah. until, until, until I have to come to terms with that. Mm-hmm. So I would say for the last decade, I have been, I have been uh, trying to, trying to get that under control in all areas. So mm-hmm. that like in every area, Um, internally and externally, it's just like, I do not have to prove anything and that I am like loved because of the goodness of God. Yeah. That's it. And, you know, I think all of us struggle with that. And I think that's the reason why, why there's so many people that have addictions or that push themselves so hard or become workaholics or 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 who cheat and it's just all of those things come from trying to trying to accept that acceptance in different areas besides the fact that 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 like all 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 of us are loved because of god because there's something that's that's so hard to just kind of breathe in and breathe out that 
peace and that goodness. And it's just hard to accept that, I think, Mm -hmm. for so many of us. Right, right. And I think there's a part of all of us that we want to be unique, but yet we also want to fit in. And that's where the and that's where the body of Christ. That's why the body of Christ in in the big C church is so important, because there's unity and diversity. We can be diverse, but yet we're unified because of Jesus and because of the love that he has for us. So you were saying that you would just pray that God would take this away and he never did. Did you have a lot of resentment towards the Lord growing up? Um, I don't think I ever got to a place where I resented God for it. Mm -hmm. I think I could have. I think I was too busy trying trying to skip over having a hard time talking. But I think that kind of resentful. I will also say that in addition to that, I prayed every night that I would be 6'8 and be a professional <laughs> basketball player, and that also didn't happen. Yeah, so, I think that's my son's um, prayer, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I had to kind of take a hand in hand. Right, right. And tell me about your relationship with your wife. Do you feel that <laughs> she just knows you so well that it isn't an, it isn't an issue doesn't become an issue in your conversation i mean how is that is that something uh, uh, frustrating in your relationship no 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 so i mean you know as a part like as a kid like like i had two parents that that did their best and they did a good job and i don't hold anything against them in this part at all but i w- I would say Emily was the first person I had ever encountered that like in some ways just didn't care that mm-hmm. I had a speech impediment mm-hmm. and, and like I cared and she didn't. And that confused me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's when you said you're the one you know, we're getting married. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so like, you know, I, I tell people this, like Em and I started dating in June and I didn't tell her I had a speech impediment until October. How did and she, she had no know? idea because because of all the things that I picked up on in therapy, mm. you know, I would come up on a word that I was going to have a hard time saying or something. And I would be like, oh, man, I was going to say something, but I forget. Or I would go about saying it in a different way and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. she just thought like I was forgetful <laughs> and and like, you know, this like one thing had happened or something and we started talking about it and like, she's like so confused mm. and, um, and, uh, and it just kind of got a place where like, Emily can, Emily communicated to me. She's, she's like, like, I'm not going anywhere and I'm not in a hurry. So you can take your time and just say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And that to me was, was like everything. And so the, Emily was the first person where I just felt like it it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Now let's talk about singing. How is it, because you're, you're very gifted, you're talented. I don't understand. <laughs> Please explain this to me like I'm five, right? How is it that yeah. talking, you can have a stutter, but when you sing, I mean, it's flawless when you sing. How is that possible? Well, and is that everybody who has a stutter, can they just sing and it's not a big deal? I have no idea if it's if it's everybody who has a stutter can sing. Uh, I, I can't tell you that. I can tell you that there are a lot of professional 
singers who also have a speech impediment. Also, there are a lot of actors and who do. Mm-hmm. And so how I understand it is it's a breathing thing. Hmm. So, like, um, anytime I come up on a word I'm having a hard time saying, it's that I can't breathe and speak at the same time. <clears throat> but I don't have a hard time singing. And breathing and singing are so interconnected that it's something about how the brain operates that I'm able to breathe and sing. So that's the connection there. There are so many different artists all throughout history that have had speech impediments and like um, people in history such as presidents and a ton of actors too. And as I understand the whole acting thing and the presidential, you know, speech thing is that they kind of take on a different person in their head as they're mm. speaking. Mm-hmm. And that person doesn't have a speech impediment. It, it, it's just, it's just this, um, it's just this very interesting, it's both psychological and physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you've never had an issue when you've performed. No, no, wow. no, I haven't. That's fascinating. No. What I, I, I don't know if you've seen him, and I can't even think of his name. He's not very appropriate, so I don't watch a lot of his stuff, but there's a comedian out there right now with his with a speech impediment, and so when he's doing his comedy, the stutter comes out, but I almost feel like it adds more to his comedic charm. Do you feel? Yeah, that, I have no idea. You, you, well, if if I find if I find his his videos, I'll send it to you. But do you ever feel like that kind of adds to your personality in a positive way? Uh, I can't say it adds to my personality because it just is <laughs> yeah. like who I am, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and you know, so in the same sense that I've had to work hard to unpack that it doesn't like that it doesn't like take anything out of who I am. It doesn't add anything to me. Like it, it is just who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how I was created. It's, it's how I talk. It's how I endearingly call, you know, it today, the, uh, on Tibbs accent. It's just like <laughs> who I am. It's just how I talk. And so, yeah, like I can't, I can't, you know, tell you that it adds to mm-hmm. who I am as an individual. I do, you know, confidently say that I'm a much healthier, happy person now that I've accepted it and I'm not trying to hide it. Mm. Um, but yeah. How, now I know you touched on this a little bit at the beginning, but I want to know how are you using this disadvantage to glor? Like how is God glorifying himself through this? Uh, something that most people would see as a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, I hope that, that and I get on stage and I open up and I'm vulnerable because it's not easy to do that. Uh, Man, I just hope and pray that it encourages somebody out there who's going through the same things that I've experienced over and over that like how they were created somehow isn't good enough and how somehow isn't accepted by God and that thing that makes them like a little bit different, like that they would embrace it and give it over to the... Lord, because I have experienced through that process so much understanding of God and his kindness that I have experienced and it just changed me mm-hmm. forever. And just that 
just that it would help kind of people on that journey mm-hmm. of that um, acceptance, I guess, of themselves and the way that they were created. And I think, too, it has caused you to really work hard in other areas. It's really yeah, it's caused sure. you. And I think you see that a lot with with those that have certain learning disabilities, whether it's dyslexia. I mean, there's a lot of actors out there with dyslexia right. or, you know, right. people that write books with it. I mean, it's just something that's in them that they say, OK, well, this just means I'm going to have to work harder and it's going to make me a better person at the end of it. And I, I kind of already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you take <laughs> this part of your life away if you could? No, 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 no. I, I, um, I'm so thankful that I pray that and God's like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> uh, God's like, I know what I'm doing. Cause I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I have learned and experienced so much because of it. And, you know, now I get to tour and encourage people in their own situations mm-hmm. and I wouldn't trade that for anything. That's awesome. Well, you can follow John Tibbs at John Tibbs on Facebook, John Tibbs Music on Instagram. He is also on JohnTibbsMusic.com. Is there anything else that you would like to share before before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. I'm you know super appreciative for the opportunity to talk to you. And yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> no, thank you. And again, all of us, you are created unique on purpose. We're created unique on purpose for God's purpose. And I'm just, I love hearing your testimony on how you are taking what some would see as a disadvantage and you are using it to your advantage to glorify God. So thank you for what you are doing. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Oh, and don't forget to check out John's music too. You're on Spotify and Apple as well. Yep, all of it. (laughs) We're there. What a great conversation with musician John Tibbs. Make sure you check out his website listed in the show notes for all the updates on his latest songs and tour dates. And if you are that person today who is struggling with a certain disability, take heart. God has a plan for you through it. Don't forget to share, download, and subscribe. And remember, you were created unique on purpose. You are loved. And because of Christ, you have been made worthy. I'll see you right back here next week.